0: All right, we're going to talk about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. We just got out of the theater. That's right. Yeah, we went to the Early Access session, and so we're going to talk about it. No spoilers, of course, but wow, here we go.
1: And the bonus on the Early Access is we got
0: posters. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> you got that. A- and wait a minute. I don't know. Did you get this? Uh, we got uh, We got this. pin. That's a pin. They don't give those to everybody, you know. Oh, my God. I, we're official. I At least I am. I'm an official IMF member here because.
1: <laughs> yeah, they didn't give them to me and my wife. So.
0: Hey, yeah, yeah. There you go.
1: So we just went and saw this thing, Dan, and we literally just got back. We both got back and hopped on, and we're going to give it, and we thought we'd give a uh, first impression. Dan, I mean, overall, would you like it?
0: Overall, it's a very good movie. I think if you're a spy movie fan, you got to go see it. Of course, if you're a Mission Impossible fan, well, it's impossible not to go see it. And there is plenty in it that you will like. I'm going to say that. There's there's some stuff in there I would have cut a little. But overall, I think if you like action movies, uh, because this is... Uh, non-stop action i saw it in double stereo with the shake seats and surround sound and and moving sound and you're moving quite a bit (laughs) the entire movie so it's non-stop action i think you're gonna get maybe you get three breathers in the two hours and 43 minutes that this movie runs where you can go time to die Ah. Oh man okay I could not I could relax a little bit here, and they do sprinkle a little humor in some of the tensor scenes so that you know you could take a little break and say, "Okay, okay, uh, it's not that tense, but it is <laughs> I don't know
1: yeah, see for me i I actually really, really liked this one, yeah, I thought it was much better than fallout. I mean, I didn't really particularly care that much for fallout, okay. Um it was as it was as long as no time to die, but it didn't feel like it,
0: yeah, it didn't feel that long i i, I feel i I think the same thing too. it didn't it wasn't like dragging where you're thinking, what the heck this should be over by now.
1: yeah my my biggest issue with this movie was they gave away so much of the cool stuff in the trailer. and in before we saw this movie now, I don't know if it was just because we were there for early access or not, Dan. But for you, I'm sure they did the same thing. They showed a trailer for the movie. Yeah. And they had something where there was like some interview or, or yeah. Christopher or was talking. And they're showing you parts of what's going to be in the movie. And then you
0: see the movie. At the movie. Yeah, I know. I mean, you've seen it. We've seen it before anyway. It's everywhere. It's all over the Internet. How they did the stunt to him with the motorcycle. Everybody has seen that. And it does take a little bit away from the movie. So I think they showed too much ahead of time. Even with the stunts. And there's several stunts in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, that was, that's my biggest complaint is that, you know, that motorcycle jump, if you didn't know it was coming. Yeah. That would have been so cool.
0: Yeah. And, and, and know how it was coming and how they did it. Because they showed you all that. Yeah. And Before, uh, a long time ago they showed us that.
1: Put that, put that on the extras on the DVD.
0: Yeah, exactly. Don't show us how you did one of the major stunts in the movie. So, But the stunt in the movie is spectacular, and it it looks it looks terrific, right? The cinematography was terrific. Of course, the casting was terrific. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff in this movie, and overall, I liked it a lot. And I like Mission Impossible. I like their series. I even liked Mission Impossible 2, so there you go. But this... <laughs> But this one is uh, it's over the top in terms of action. So that is pretty amazing. But you don't really get much of a break, like we said.
1: No, you don't. Now, the thing is, so like, if, if we think about the, the pre-title sequence. Yeah. And, you know, my wife, who doesn't like these movies at all normally. Yeah. She came out of that, and she liked this one better than Fallout.
0: The pre-title uh, sequence in this one is spectacular. I really like,
1: yeah, she really liked the pre-title here.
0: It's spectacular. It's yeah. one of the best pre-titles done. And yeah. and it's pretty long. I, I didn't time it because it was dark. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't my your, phone out.
1: Was your theater full?
0: It was pretty full. I It was so, well, I mean, the theater was so great because it had the comfy seats and the flip-up seats and everything else. And so you couldn't see another head anywhere. That's how, So you couldn't really see all the people below you or behind you or whatever because of the way it's structured. So it was full, though. There was a lot of people coming out of there. So, yeah, it was full. People were, there were some chuckles during the movie when some things were said um, out loud, chuckling from the audience. So the things they wanted to work that were humorous, uh, the audience picked up on and 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 went with it, but yeah, you got everything yeah. in here, right? You and they they do reference back to some Mission Impossible movies before, right?
1: And there's some tiebacks to James Bond that we'll talk about here in just a second. Yeah, yeah, that, there
0: are there are a few, but, yeah, and then of course you got a couple of chase scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But a lot of that, they told you how they did it right before they showed you the movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's, a, there's a nice horse chase scene, which is kind of cool. The car chase scene, you know, people have seen clips of the car chase scene in Rome, of course. And And Macquarie has talked about this publicly already. So we're not spoiling anything here. But the car chase scene in Rome really made Specter's car chase scene in Rome look like, uh, like a, a three-legged potato sack race. I mean, it's just... <laughs>
1: Just like throughout the movie, they used the locations they went to and they used them well. So multiple shots of the Coliseum, you got, I mean, it was, you you know, or the Vatican or whatever it was, you could tell where you were. Yeah. They used, they used the area and the score worked with the different places they were at.
0: Yeah. The score was, the score was tremendous and the music in general, Tremendous throughout the movie, and they take you, you know, all over the place. Right, you you it's, you go from uh, the the Arctic to uh, Abu Dhabi and the and the Arabian Desert. You go to Rome. You go to Venice. You go to a lot of places. In Venice, the, the, they were at the Doge Palace. The Doge Palace. I've been to the Doji Palace, and yep. and they they did use the location areas extremely well. They actually used them. And that that was pretty that was pretty well done, very
1: cool. Yeah. Now another thing, you know, we talked about that we really like the pre-title, the title sequence yeah. had all little snippets in it. Now, yeah. granted, a lot of the snippets we'd already seen from the trailer, yes, but they were there. And you know, we've mentioned before, or at least I've mentioned before, how much I like seeing the snippets in the title sequence. So yeah. it was
0: cool. You know, and I cool. think because we waited such a long time, I think 2015 was the last one, right? So I mean, we waited a while, and COVID certainly interfered with all of that. But I think it's probably why they put a lot out in the trailers to get you know kind of peak interest and keep it going. But man, you're, you're right though; they, it was uh, a lot revealed in the trailers, and a lot of times you, you don't see a lot revealed in the trailers. I think No Time to Die did a better job on the trailers in, in not revealing some stuff than. Well, than but here. then.
1: Okay, the movie t- is, is 100, and, how long is it, 240 minutes or something?
0: Well, two hours and 43 minutes, that's 60 and 60 plus 43, that's a lot of math, that's like 163 minutes. 163
1: <laughs> minutes, right? So the trailer's only two and a half minutes of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Trailer gave away a lot of the good stuff. Yeah!
0: <laughs> I mean, well, okay, I, uh, they want to pique your interest in the trailer, okay, yeah, yeah. but, Okay. But, okay, we've, we've said enough on the trailer stuff and whatever, but I, I think, you know, let, let's move on.
1: <laughs> well, and the thing is, there's enough in this plot. Again, we aren't going to give any spoilers here.
0: No. There,
1: there is a MacGuffin. Yes. But unlike the MacGuffin in MI3, which was the rabbit's foot, which you never knew what it was, here this MacGuffin comes up a lot, and you know exactly what it's for. And so I I liked that it's, it was an important part of the movie and they, I thought they used it well.
0: Yeah. The MacGuffin here is explained numerous times of what it is for. So you're right. There's, there's no question that this MacGuffin is important and we know why it's important in the movie. That's good. And there is a lot of, interchange among the characters i'll just say that I, I thought okay wow and there were a couple of there were a couple of scenes i thought were too long that they could have they could have cut and uh, one of them is a, a train scene I, I think one went on a little little longer than it should have gone on but uh, overall you know you're, you're watching the thing and you're never waiting for something to happen you are never wondering oh well you know it's kind of boring I wonder what's going to happen next no i mean it is flowing and rolling and the music is tremendous with it and well done uh, so you have to see it i mean it's i agree it's a damn good movie yeah. and if you and like you have,
1: have you have to have a train scene it's a spy movie
0: yeah i mean you know there's many throwbacks from the train scene from all the way back to the thirty-nine steps, really. But <laughs> there's there's a lot of a lot of action, a lot of chases, and, and again some references back to other movies, and including Mission Impossible and Bond. So let's well, let's get well, to some
1: one of one of them is that motorcycle jump. Yeah, you know, forget that they gave it away. It's a hell of a stunt, but it's just a derivation on what they did in the Spy Who Loved Me, right? In the Spy Who Loved Me. They ski off the mountain and open a shoot.
0: It was not only that, they replicated another part of that jump in The Spy Who Loved Me when he went off the mountain. And I I don't don't know if I should say or not, but you'll notice the music is very intense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, not so much.
1: (laughs) Well, we've we've talked in the past about the use of silence in Mission Impossible and other movies. Right some
0: of that in here. They replicated a- it from the, the yeah. spy loading, I, for sure. And then, of course, you know, the motorcycle there, there's other motorcycle jumps in other movies, the Grand Bazaar with Craig jumping and, yeah. you know, whatever. It's just, uh, but they did their own version of the stunts and nobody does stunts, I don't think, better than Mission Impossible. I mean, they're yeah. damn good at doing stunts and they put it out there. And Cruz said, I wanna I wanna make people feel that extra effort we're we're making here. And they do. You know, Cubby Rocky say, hey, leave it all on the screen, put the money on the screen. They spend money and they put it on the screen. The sound effects they should win awards for sound effects. The sound effects were fabulous. Yeah. Uh, the, and, and I
1: love I love the use of the little yellow fiat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, every, so every- So yeah,
1: you know you've seen a Born Identity. You saw it in for your eyes only. Yeah, so you had you had those those two movies where they had the kind of small little beater car. Yeah, that's tricked up, or or in some cases wasn't tricked up, but they used it. But one thing I really liked is just like with the motorcycle jump, jumping a take a different take on the ski jump. That little Fiat does something that we saw in both of those other movies, but differently.
0: Yeah.
1: And again, I don't want to give away what it was. Right. And it was really cool.
0: Yeah. They they take it to another level. There is really nothing... There, there's no other movie that does stunts like Mission Impossible. I mean, yeah. if you like stunts, <laughs> you're yeah. in heaven in Mission Impossible. And in this one, it, it goes on and on and on. I mean, one scene after another is just tremendous. And even the gunshots, that sound effect... Was I think the best in this movie that I've 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 heard in any other movies. And really, that's how good the sound effects were. They should yeah. win an award for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now another callback to James Bond is, I guess I'm not really spoiling it because it comes out of nowhere. There's a there's a a guy in a case, and they open the case, and he's got in a mask on, he's breathing oxygen.
0: Yeah. Oh, where, where did we see that?
1: Said that one before.
0: Mm, yeah, you only live twice. Permission to come aboard, sir. Yeah.
1: So there was <laughs> it was a different use of it again, but it was there. It was and, there, and I don't think that's a spoiler because it literally comes out of nowhere. So
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a it's a minor piece, yeah. but it's it's there. And there was another one. I think another callback to. Uh, Maybe Goldeneye. And you know I and I I'm, I'm trying to think if, if Mission Impossible really respects James Bond and the entity and Eon from making movies from nineteen sixty two to now and that's why they're giving a little homage to them or they're just doing it to say, Hey, you know, we could do it and we could do it better. I don't know which it is, but there were there, were, there was another one where someone was getting choked with Legs.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So little little bits like that. Now one thing I did miss in this movie, I really like the character of Luther Stickle, and they seem to have really pulled back on his use lately in the movies. And I'm not exactly sure why. Because he was in the movie, then all of a sudden he's like, Well, I've got to go do this, and you never saw him again for like the second half of the movie. Yeah. So I don't know if there was what what the deal with that is, but I for Ving Rain's playing that character. I just totally love that character and he's you know, he can be serious and he can be funny, you know, at a, at a flip of a switch. Yeah. Which is kinda
0: Yeah, no, he's good. He's perfect in that in that role. And yeah, he, he does go kinda off the grid there. <laughs> yeah for a while. And um but yeah. And then you know, even Simon Pegg, uh Benji, he he had a Probably a pretty substantial role, and he had some great great lines he delivers. I mean, he's terrific at delivering lines that you're going to smile at, at least.
1: Well, I mean, he's a comedian. I mean, he, he yeah. knows how to do
0: that. Yeah, so he knows how to do that. He's very good at doing that, and he's got the great facial expressions, too, to go along with it, so he's perfect for that. So that 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 was great, and I think every other character in there was well done, was well played. The casting well, has been tremendous, I think, in general for Mission Impossible movies.
1: Yeah, and you look you look at they brought Kittredge back. That's not a spoiler. That's been out for a long yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right. But then you've got Shea Wiggum, Greg yeah. Tarzan Davis, um, Tom Clemente, Carrie Elwes, Hallie Atwell. I mean, all really good actors yeah. who did very well. I mean, Tom's role I thought was a little bit weird, but I think she was designed to be weird.
0: <laughs> but yeah other than... yeah well you definitely yes i think so <laughs> design yeah. i think designed to, to be that way yeah,
1: yeah. I, I really like carrie Elwes in this movie because it's not a huge part but he plays that kind of character so well
0: <laughs> yeah i think every character was well done you know you can't really point to even the minor characters the these supporting actors were very good at what they were doing in whatever yes. role they had it was yeah. well done and yeah. you could see Cruz's insistence on excellence in in the movie because it's well done it's just yeah. there is nothing that's not well done. You may say it's too long like I said a couple of scenes are too long but you cannot say it's not well done because the everything like I said the the, the cinematography the train scenes towards the end too are terrific Yep, yeah. <laughs> it's just excellent. Cinematography and sound effects and acting. It's like what what else do you need? I mean, that's and you got a good story. You know, it's not a crazy story. It's not a story that we'd say, oh, it's never been done before, because there's there's variations of this, right? I mean
1: Well, and you also have to like that they do take the Orient Express train. Yeah. And I believe it was Venice to Innsbruck was what they were doing. And I've done that route on that train. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. So I mean, there's there's a lot of it. They use the locales well, like you said. Yeah. All, all of the locations they used great, and you get to see it. And it's not like oh, I got to show you the Coliseum. you know. And there's a shot that it was part of the story, which was well done again. Yeah,
1: it's it's in the shot when they're doing a chase or whatever. So yeah, I just yeah. I thought that was that was really good. Yeah. Okay, so we want to keep this short. We want to make this a no-spoiler first impression. Right. Sounds like, Dan, you and I have slightly different first impressions on this movie. It sounds like you liked it, but you have some reservations. No,
0: I, I mean, I like it. I, I, I'm i not going to say it's the best movie I've ever seen in my life, because Casablanca is, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a damn good movie. I, I, I do like it, and I would recommend that you go see it, because Tom Cruise should be very proud of this movie and his whole group, because it is well executed. So yep. I, I like it. So, yeah. I mean, I like you liked it, like too.
1: I liked it, too. Now, the one thing that we have to talk about is this is part one. Yes. And I, I kept sitting there going, like, how are they going to set up part two, and how are they going to set up part two? And uh, and amazingly, it was a fairly easy setup. Yeah. So.
0: I I generally do not like two part or multi part movies where you got to wait a year to see or more to see the the second part.
1: With the writer's strike? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Who knows when we'll see the second part? But I did think the same thing you're just saying now is that they did an excellent job of ending part one. Yeah. And
1: for those of you who care about these things, there was no end credit scene, right? I said, my wife was like, "Are we done?" And we're just sitting there and sitting there. I'm like, "Well, we got to see if they stick something at the end because a lot." Of, and I hate it when movies do that. And you know, especially oh, yeah. when they're way at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, that's what "No Time to Die" did. Yeah.
1: For those of you who are only stay for the credits to see the end screen credit, you don't need to do it if you want to see the credit screens because you want to see who worked on it.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: There's a lot of people. Yeah,
0: but, and you get good music during it, so. All
1: right, so I think that uh, for this one, I think we both like the movie. Yeah. Uh, definitely our first reaction is go ahead and see it, and uh, it's one unlike No Time to Die. I'll have no problem going again and seeing I may want to go see it in a standard theater instead of IMAX. You Strange saw an
0: IMAX. I saw it with the motion sound, and um, so that was a little different. But yeah. I, I didn't mind it, actually, because it uh, it kind of brought you into the movie a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. go see the movie. It's a damn good movie, and Cruz uh, did a good job. Where to go, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to we talked to a couple of people as they exited the theater just to get their reactions, and here are one. My name's Daniel. I'm from Chicago, born and raised, and the movie was pretty great. I know it's just part one, Yeah, so yeah, yeah. obviously... What do you think of two-part movies? What do you think? Yeah, uh, two-part movies, I mean... The only two-part movie I kind of watched was, like, Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, the only two-part. So what do you think? You thumbs up, or? Yeah, it was pretty good. The the,
1: the action, the the practical
0: stunts, you know, Tom Cruise. Yeah. It was pretty great. Obviously, you know, there's there's more to to offer in the second one. The story's not done, but I thought it was pretty great. All right. Thank you. So that's a wrap of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And our initial reaction.
1: Right, so this has been Tom and Dan on SpyMovieNavigator.com on our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app and help us out by giving us a five-star rating. That really helps us. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you spending time with us.